it's been a while since I've done a, a review or talked about a TV show at length, but I feel like this show requires talking about. This is, of course, The Last of Us TV show. If you haven't heard of it yet, Last of Us is a very popular game, Last of Us 1 and 2. It was well-received, very great zombie survival horror game uh, where you play as Joel and Ellie and the storyline and the gameplay was magnificent. Magnificent? <laughs> it was magnificent. And they made a TV show out of it on HBO, uh, again, called Last of Us. And I'm going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Taven, the Philosopher Napier, and this is where we usually level up inside and outside the virtual arena. This episode, I'm a little under the weather, so I want to talk about something fun and something I can talk about for just a little bit. Uh, and before we get into that, the first topic is the fact that I am sick. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into life updates. The main thing is I'm sorry that my voice sounds a little bit off. My nose is stuffed. I've been sleepy and tired. I don't know what it is. I keep getting sick. I got to start taking better care of myself. I'm sleeping more. I slept a lot over this week. Uh, took a couple of days off, worked from home a couple of times, uh, and just trying to recuperate a little bit. So pardon me uh, while I talk about a more leisurely episode and sound a little bit off. Uh, but nonetheless, I am working on getting healthier. I talked about my, my health and wellness a little bit ago, uh, and I have met with my uh, the head personal trainer, and I'm working on setting up some appointments and a, and a plan. So that that is a go. I am working on that one. I have been starting to hit the treadmill and trying to work out at home. I got some fresh air today. The weather was nice, maybe because of global warming. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to appreciate the nice weather for what it is uh, and not stress about it. So I got some fresh air. I hung out with my son and my wife. Uh, I got to play a little bit of the Jedi not Jedi Outcast. What's the new one with Cal Kestis? The, the Star Wars game. I played that one. Uh, very fun game. But speaking of games, Last of Us. Oh, man. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that a good bit and what that also might mean for the future of video game adaptations for films and TV shows. But before I do, I will say this. I want to definitely plug this. I talk about books a lot, audiobooks to be specific, and I want you guys to try out Audible for free for a month. You can do that by going to the link. It'll be in the description, or you can just go to taviannapier.com slash audible. Again, link in the description. What'll happen is you get a free 30 days of Audible plus a free book. Now, what's really cool is you get to check out the exclusive audiobooks, but you also get different access to like meditation tracks, podcasts, uh, and again, original audiobooks. I, I listen to a lot of different audiobooks, mostly like fantasy and personal development these days, I've just needed to turn my brain off sometimes. So I go to bed and play an audiobook. When I'm working out, I might listen to something a little bit more motivational, like the inner game of tennis. Uh, not really motivational, but more educational, more uh, direction in my job and inspirational in terms of ideas, not in terms of like being motivated to do better. That That is there too, but that's not why I, I listen to those kinds of books. But either way, you can go to this website Get your free month. If you don't like it, then you just cancel your subscription. If you do like it and you keep it, then that's when I will make a small commission and I will greatly appreciate it. And I also will know that I have done you a service because I've been using this for like 10, 15 years. I'd have to check the app to be accurate. Uh, but it's been a long time that I've been using this app. So it's the one thing that I plug very consistently because I do use it on a literal daily basis. I listen to it with my son sometimes. We go to bed. We have dinosaur audiobooks that we listen to about facts about dinosaurs. Uh, sometimes we go on road trips, we'll listen to audiobooks like Harry Potter or something like that. So it's something I use very regularly. So if you want to do me a huge favor, check that out. Try it out. We'll greatly appreciate it. That said, let's get right into the main topic. So The Last of Us is a TV show that my wife and I have been watching. Whenever we get our son to bed on Sunday nights normally, uh, we watch it before we go to, to bed. And it has been a great, 
great show. Uh, I have been very impressed by the show overall so far. The performances, the story, the writing, the, the design of the zombies and everything. It's just been so good. So right at the bat, I'm just letting you know. Me and my wife, we both love it. It's been five episodes now. We watch every episode. Um, today is Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. We actually watch it on Friday. They were nice enough to release it two days early. So we got to watch it on Friday. And man... I will circle back to that. Now, I will say right now, there's going to be a little bit of spoilers. I don't want to get too deep into it because I want people who haven't seen the show yet to really enjoy it. Uh, but I will touch on a few points here and there. Most of it should be mentioned in the trailers or, or uh, things that you see in the upcoming episode trailers. But I I'd still want to give you a heads up just in case you're trying to go completely blind. I don't want to blindside anybody. I don't normally do a lot of TV show reviews. But this one is worth talking about. Again, if you haven't played the game, this takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where it, you could call them zombies, but technically they're based off of a real-life uh, fungus or fungi called cordyceps. And I've known about this before the game came out um, and never really thought much of it. And then they turned it into nightmare fuel and made it to where they have adjusted to where they can infect humans instead of just ants. Uh, and uh, they basically turn you into zombies. Now, this is 40 or 50 years in the the future afterwards so in the beginning you know if you've played the game you understand the story is very similar to the tv show uh you're introduced to joel and his daughter the outbreak happens he loses his daughter and basically 40 years goes by and you don't see any of that you just see the new joel who's basically just numb on the inside and he gets put in a situation where he has to transport a, a, a young girl who is immune to this outbreak and he is very reluctant. Again, he lost his daughter. He's just numb on the inside, doesn't trust anybody, has done some horrible things that we haven't seen on screen uh, or really mentioned too much. Uh, and you just see this character develop a relationship with the little girl, Ellie, over the course of the game or the TV show now. And man, the game is depressing and the show is equally depressing. Each episode usually has some sort of high note that happens and... The last two episodes have just rocked me. <laughs> they have been just so great in their delivery that I, I wish it wasn't so great. Now, even though you know, for the most part, what's going to happen to most of these characters they introduce, it still doesn't change the impact of it at all. It's nuts. And again, I'll, I'll get back to episode five in a little bit because that's the one that made me want to do this episode. The first thing I want to talk about is the performances. Joel is played by Pedro Pascal. If you've ever seen The Mandalorian, this is that guy. And if you've seen The Mandalorian, then you know this guy can act without even showing his face or any skin whatsoever. So this guy is acting with his body and his facial expressions. Like, he doesn't say a lot. He really doesn't say a lot. But he just, he does say a lot with his body, with his facial expressions, with his posture. It's so impressive. Uh, and I also got to give props to Bella Ramsey. She was on Game of Thrones. She was like the young girl queen that was like really badass. Uh, I think she does a great job in this. There, I will say personally, as an actress, she plays the character very well. Like, I don't know if there's too many characters or too many actresses that could do a better job. Uh, but I, I think just because she looks so different, perhaps, that it takes me out sometimes. But I really, I don't think that's a big deal, honestly. I think that's a personal issue that I got to work out. But in terms of her performance, it's just it's so good. It's so good. She's very charismatic. Like, she does a good job of finding that that middle ground between being charismatic and likable and being obnoxious and annoying. And she never really teeters over to the side of obnoxious and annoying. It's really impressive when you like 
think back on other characters. Uh, a lot of the characters in this show just, they act in a, I'm not going to say realistic, but a reasonable way. The, the reason they act the way they act is like there's no dumb people. Like if you've ever seen a lot of zombie movies or shows, a lot of series of events happen because people do stupid stuff followed by doing more stupid stuff. And I, I can't stand that. Like 28 weeks later, I hate that movie. I can't stand that movie. I think I just walked out on it because I just couldn't stand the level of idiocy that just happened back to back to back. It was just, I don't want to watch a movie with a bunch of people just doing stupid things and dealing with those circumstances. In this show, there isn't a lot of that. Uh, and again, the performances of these actors, it just gives you so much. So much information just from what they do. Like, it's not spoon-fed to you. A lot of the situations aren't spoon-fed to you. Like, there's a situation where um, they actually kill somebody off-screen. And it... Man. So this was in episode four, I believe. And there's these guys... I'm just going to call them raiders for right now, but these raiders attack Joel. And the last one gets paralyzed. And he's begging for his life. And instead of letting this guy live or shooting him... You know, he kills him off camera, but he does it with his knife. And you just, there, there's a lot of information to collect there. He's conserving his ammo. Uh, he, he's also taking that person's weapon away. Uh, he's also trying to make it more quiet and not bring more attention to him. There's a lot of reasons for doing that that just seem logical, especially when your, your ammo is very scarce. You're not going to waste a bullet if you don't have to. There's just many moments like that that give you the information if you're paying attention. Uh, and Pedro and Bella do a great job of just really conveying a lot of information without having to... Uh, say anything like uh, another one that I loved was when I believe this is the end of episode three where they're reading uh, Bill's letter and uh, Ellie is reading it and she gets to a part that references Joel and someone that he knows and her facial expressions like ooh, like I don't know what to say here like I'm not going to say anything else but like it's already too late. Like I've already started talking about it. Like her facial expression just really explained the whole entire situation. You didn't even need to know what it was going to say. It was just so obvious just from the letter itself and the facial expression. So I just, I've been thinking about this a lot and trying to figure out like what it is about other actors that don't do it the same way. Like I have to go back and watch other actors and other TV shows uh, and movies to see what's so impressive about this because I, I don't know how to put a lot of it to words, but there's just so much information relayed without words without exposition and it's just so refreshing i've watched a lot of reviews and breakdowns and critiques of movies especially horror movies and um i haven't watched a lot of this one just more so just any kind of easter eggs and stuff like that and it's just so good it's really really impressive and the biggest thing for me is uh the emotional impact there's two episodes the last two episodes have both been just gut punches uh i don't want to go too much into episode four because it's just such a uh, emotional roller coaster and it's just it's sweet and weird and uncomfortable and they just go in a direction that I respect for their boldness but also just made me feel uncomfortable personally and I just I appreciate them for doing that and I don't want to really give it away but I will say Nick Offerman is in episode four and he does a great job no, no, episode three, excuse me, episode three. He's in episode three, and he's the guy from, I think it's Parks and Rec, if I'm not mistaken. He's like the, the angry libertarian guy. <laughs> but he just does a great job of, of portraying his character, and it's so different in some ways. But it, it's just such a beautiful storyline, um, and it ends very sadly, unfortunately. But we already knew that. 
And the other episode that's really impactful is this last episode, episode five. Now, this is heavy spoiler stuff, but also not really if you played the game. Uh, Henry and Sam are brothers, and they they kind of emphasize the story a little bit more with other characters that, that weren't in the game, in the in the TV show. So you come across these two brothers, and, you know, the younger brother is like maybe, what, like eight, I think? I think he's eight in the show, uh, but he's also deaf. And so he relies on his older brother, who has to be in his 20s, like maybe, maybe mid-20s. And they meet up with Joel, and basically, they're not fighters or anything. You know, you have an eight-year-old and this other guy who um, is a survivor, but not really a fighter. And he's relying on Joel to help him get out of the city. And Henry knows the city, so they're useful to each other. There's mutual uh, benefits to working together. And you get to see Ellie and Sam kind of, you know, building relationship. They find some comic books underground. They're having fun for the first time and laughing for the first time uh, in a long, long time. And, you know, Joel and Henry are getting to know each other a little bit. And it's just, it's like a nice sigh of relief. Now, you already know that bad things are going to happen to these characters if you played the game. I personally was hoping that maybe they'd go a different route, even though I was like, they're probably not going to. But man, after building this relationship with these two characters, the whole entire episode, and then seeing what happens, like, there comes a part where Henry has to shoot his brother. And he does it so instinctually that he doesn't process anything until after it's done. And... The the acting from this guy that played Henry, Lamar Johnson. Lamar Johnson's performance was so great because he, you know, he saved Ellie, had to shoot his brother, and then slowly over the course of a few seconds, you know, of, of a minute or two, he starts processing what happened. And he just starts saying, what did I do? And like, he just keeps repeating, what did I do? What did I do? And golly, man, I just couldn't take it. Like, I, I didn't necessarily cry but i kind of wanted to like my, my i'm pretty sure my wife was we didn't like look at each other we we're just like in the moment and man that episode just I, it was so emotionally painful that like i don't know if i can like it but i have to say it, the quality of it was just so good like i've never experienced that before <laughs> like I, I think also it, it isn't just a show itself like i, I have a you know a kid now I'm a father and my my feelings towards like young kids and shows uh, is different than when I was younger. Like before I didn't really, it, it was no different than an adult going through unfortunate circumstances, but now seeing a kid die or going through like bad situations, just I can't deal with it as well as I used to be able to. Uh, and just seeing Henry do all the things that he did in that last few minutes of the episode were just crazy. And the emotion that I felt was just so strong, even though I knew what was going to happen. I, you already know and it doesn't matter. That's impressive. That's really, really impressive of these these directors, these writers. Uh, I, I gotta say, um, it's really good. And this leads me into, I suppose, my main topic, which is what I hope this means for video game adaptations in the future. Because I, I've had an issue with people making movies based on video games. And I, I never really look forward to it anymore because I don't feel like they respect the source material. Now, there are some video game movies or shows that are good that don't respect or don't really pay homage too much to the, the source material, but still do a good job. You know, I think like Sonic the Hedgehog is a good example. Um, it's a fun movie. It's an enjoyable movie. It's entertaining. It's funny. But it, I mean, it, it's Easter eggs and stuff like that for the source material. It's not actually taking that storyline and do anything with it. Now, that's not the best example because the storylines in the game 
aren't always super rich if you're talking about Genesis days. Uh, but you do have some of the Dreamcast and Onward storylines you could have pulled from. And that that kind of thing is the issue that I see a lot of times. Now, you do have shows like Arcane that are made by Riot to some degree, and they have a lot of creative control. And that, that falls into this category a little bit. Arcane, though, is different because League of Legends doesn't have... The core gameplay of League of Legends isn't storyline. It's just PvP. So it, it is great in its own way, and I talked about this in the past as well. Uh, and it's great in its own way. I'm not trying to diminish the impact of Arcane or anything like that. But there's not too many shows or movies that you can point to that almost verbatim take the storyline of the game and make it into the show. I don't know of too many of those. And that is what frustrates me because why are you basing a movie off of a game and not using the source material when the source material is so good in the first place, which is why you wanted to make the game. And every time they don't use the source material, it just comes off as a cash grab. Think about Resident Evil, for example. Now, I'm not saying the Resident Evil movies are bad movies. I'm saying they're bad adaptations of Resident Evil because they only are like a remnant of the source material. They shouldn't have called it Resident Evil, in my opinion. They should have called it Super High Octane Zombie Killing Movie featuring Mila Jovovich. That's basically what it was. It just kept getting more and more and more ridiculous and referencing some things like the T-Virus or Nemesis or Tyrant, things of that nature. Uh, Wesker here and there or having like Chris or Jill in there. But it wasn't, it wasn't Resident Evil, right? And the source material for those shows are very rich. There's a lot of information uh, and storyline you could have gone down, but they chose to just completely ignore it and reference it every now and then and sprinkle in some uh, Easter eggs here and there. Versus something like this that, yeah, they do make changes. They make some big changes here and there. Like episode three was a huge change to the Bill and Frank storyline. But it didn't change in a way that took away from the game or the show. Uh, I think it is important to make differences between a game and a show because you can't do the same thing. You can't deliver the story the same exact way. Uh, and when you do just copy it verbatim, I can see how that would become redundant. Uh, but I think part of that challenge is utilizing that source material in a way that respects that source material, but also gives you room to innovate. And the fact that the, the writer of the game is a co-director and co-writer of the show, uh, it really shows. It really shows the fact that they're taking this source material and really utilizing it. And having that guy here... I think really helps the quality and the consistency of the show in regards to the game. And so what I hope is that more shows like this in the future, more movies like this in the future are bold enough to take the storyline and also utilize the original writers who made the storyline and get their advice and, and bring them on to make these movies. Uh, I'm a little less nervous about the Metal Gear movie. Well, I guess I was. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen now since you know Konami and Kojima are not on good terms, but you know, let's say they had announced it after last of us. I might be a little bit more confident that they could make something good. So what I hope in the future is that, you know, we see more shows that respect the source material, like Assassin's Creed could have been great, but they only referenced the source material rather than following one of the storylines. Like Ezio storyline would have been great. Uh, you could have made a couple of different trilogies or, you know, a couple of different episodes or movies, uh, based off of his storyline, because there was a lot of source material. No Resident Evil. There have been some good adaptations in terms of like 3D 
animation, but no live action ones. I don't think have been good in my opinion yet. Uh, in terms of like a Resident Evil storyline, maybe they're good pieces of film, but they're not good pieces of Resident Evil films, in my opinion. Again, this is all subjective. I'd love to know your opinion on a lot of this stuff. Uh, let me know if you've seen the TV show as well, and if you're interested in seeing the TV show. Hopefully, I didn't spoil too much for you guys because I, I think this is a great show. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I'm guessing 12. Uh, we're about to be on episode six, but they have a lot more they can use because there's a second game, which I need to play before they get to that because I don't want spoilers. <laughs> um, like I, I know some of the spoilers from just watching reviews and stuff, but uh, I'd like to beat the game before they get to that source material as well. Uh, but let me know what you think. You know, do you watch a lot of scary movies and zombie shows and stuff like that uh, compared to Last of Us? I, I like this more than Last of Us, hands down, by the way. Uh, it, there's a lot of no-nonsense, again, to, to circle back to Joel. His character doesn't BS. Like, he is so consistent with the fact that there's a zombie invasion going on. We don't need to have this, like, random conversation that takes you out of the world that you're in. Like, sometimes other characters want to talk and, like, be silly, and he's like, we're in a zombie apocalypse. Shut the heck up. Like, we don't need to be doing silly stuff right now. And I love that consistency because I hate seeing shows where it's like you're having like two minutes of dialogue in the middle of a zombie infestation or something or you're cracking jokes. And yeah, in some certain shows and games and whatnot, that makes sense. But in this world, they take it very seriously. And I, I love that he calls people out when they're talking when they shouldn't be talking or when they're celebrating when they shouldn't be celebrating. Uh, stay focused on the mission. That is very much Joel's nature. And I love it. It's very refreshing. Um I look forward to more of the show. So I highly recommend it. It's on HBO. Uh, check it out. Get the game if you haven't played the game. That said, I'm going to go rest now. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you all in the next episode.